And welcome to the Totally Inappropriate Radio Show. Yay! You're on this Skyhawk After Dark Radio Network. So, welcome to our show, our little perverted show. If you've been living under a rock and you don't know who I be, it's okay. I'm going to let you in on the secret. It's no real secret. But I'm Kimber Haven, the living legend herself. So, uh, yeah, that's me. What? You're pushing buttons. I was just I expecting a buttons. witty uh, repartee. No, the problem is we're that being she, nice. She no, no, she she's does. not being nice. It's not connected to the iPad, so oh. she can't use it. So she can't bag on me with yeah. her sound effects booth now. Yeah. Oh, that's she's why she's powerless. freaking out. <laughs> she's powerless. This show. <laughs> I'm being nice. No, yeah, she's sure. not. Yes, I don't am. let her lie to you. All right. So who, who do I got to my right here? Lexus, guess what, peeps? Guess what today is? Yeah, yeah let's go to. Let's, let's go. The guess next, what today is? Raven, one. what's today? It's somebody's birthday. <gasps> no, it isn't. It isn't. Let's, <laughs> let's introduce. <laughs> let, let, let's not make a big deal here. Let's introduce. Who? You didn't say who you were, fool. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> usually, we go to you and then me. <sighs> You have the amazing gay Pint Size Powerhouse Raven Rocks <laughs> wearing her gay camo. Look. Oh, you got effects for you. I got it No, you she got, got it working. For her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not for her. Yeah. So, Raven, you know what today is? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's up, Trey? You changed subject here. Today What's up, is Kimber's birthday. <laughs> don't believe the hype. It is not. I don't know what they're talking about. God, I'm old. Yeah. Never mind. That was <laughs> way too. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? She chose the wrong no, <laughs> sound was, effect. It was two chains. Happy birthday! But apparently, the song just starts oh, out. Yeah. God, fucking <laughs> Trey is not helping. Trey is not fucking helping in chat. That's a shitty happy birthday song. <laughs> Trey is not helping in the chat. What is Trey saying? He said, hey, everybody, I believe someone has a birthday today. Aww. Oh, my God, I had to talk for this. Jesus Christ. It's so fucking depressing. Why? You know, there comes an age where you stop celebrating because it's just like, hey, celebrate closer to death day. Yeah. You know when you stop celebrating? When you're in the ground, that's when you stop. Which celebrating. is coming pretty cl- uh, soon now. Yeah, the birthdays are a reminder oh, that it's sooner Jesus and sooner. Jesus Christ! So for everybody that's listening, since they they won't shut the fuck up about it, it is my birthday. I was born on this day in 1973. Do you know what time? Because I was asked. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I said I don't know that. She I know. Did. I know what day I was born on, I know what year, and I know that I'm 49 years old. I know I was born on a Friday. 
I was born on a Tuesday at around 10 o'clock at night, but I don't remember the exact time. I don't time. know what time, but I do know Does I it was really born fucking on a matter? Friday. Uh, well, I guess it mattered to Solomon Grundy because he was born on a Monday. But you guys don't know about that. See, if Alan was listening to the show, he would have gotten that reference and appreciate that joke. It's because you're both fucking uber nerds. Well, I've got to have my nerd peeps out there listening, you know? Know who Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, is. Oh, jeez. See? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. He's the big-ass fucking buff zombie that beats up Batman all the time. Well, Trey's going to celebrate, what, his 21st birthday in like two days? <laughs> he is a youngin'. <laughs> he's just a little boy, but He's a little boy, boy. Raven's little baby boy. Oh, stop. What are you talking about? He's always saying how much he's in love with you. I've got a little baby boy, and he loves me. <sighs> yeah, but he's a dog. <laughs> Trey's a human being. What was that? Don't worry about it. Oh, she said, don't worry. So, do you think... I can't be in chat. <laughs> oh, do you You think... can silence it. How? <clears throat> Get in chat. I didn't know you could. Oh, Jesus Christ. She's going she's gonna to tell you how to produce oh, over thank there. thank you. She showed me how to push one button. She'll teach you how to produce... She'll teach you how to run the fucking production booth. And that's your fucking program she's teaching you on. Jesus Christ. So do you think, do you girls think that um, Robin Williams committed suicide over depression from being trapped in a jungle for 40 years? <laughs> You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> but he wasn't in the, in the remake. What? Yeah, he was. In the remake, he was still trapped there for 40 years. In fact, they found his remains, oh, yeah. his house. Wait, you're right, yeah. Yeah, he was fucked over, man. <laughs> if you think about it, the first Jumanji, man, he his whole life was fucked. And how did... You know that right after Jumanji was over, the guy died of malaria. <laughs> hey, saying. but he, he got his childhood back. No, he did not. He just got a different perspective on it. He didn't get his fucking childhood back. It was spent getting malaria and... At the end of the movie, they finish the game, what? and he goes back to being what a child. What is your fucking dog doing? Hey. Now, now, can you yeah. imagine that? Okay, here you are. You're you're in your fifties. You've lived in the jungle for forty years, and now <laughs> all the things you've lived and know. Now you're a kid again. And you know all that shit. Would you be well adjusted? No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure you would. I'd be rich. I'm just saying, it's a horror movie. It's a fucking horror movie. So th this fan hits me up before the show and says, uh, we're similar in stature. And I'm like, well, how big are you? Does he have big tits? And the fan says, I'm 1.8 meters. <laughs> I said, I'm American. That doesn't fucking mean shit to me. So I got to look that shit up. Five foot nine. <laughs> Same stature. Like, get the fuck out of here. Five foot nine. He's closer to me than he is you. Jesus Christ. Five foot nine, we're the same stature. Yeah, whatever, dude. You are way the fuck off of what the th fuck you think I am. Jesus Christ. So, Raven. Wow, that was forceful. Well. Yeah, uh, she's got something for you. I do. <laughs> and I want to share it with you before Lexus has to leave the show. Um, because I want Lexus involved. Because she's, she's looking forward to this, too. So, 
you removed all the commercials from your YouTube. Yeah. Well, what happened is you sent me a link to do the same. Well, I didn't click on it and tie it in and it expired. I can send so, another. So I get all the commercials. So I was watching YouTube, like always, and a commercial came up. And I got to watch this commercial. I was so traumatized and confused <laughs> from the commercial. I, I had no idea what I had just seen. I had no idea what it was a commercial for. I was just so confused. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. So she, Lexus looks over and she sees my face of utter horror and confusion. <laughs> like I'm looking at something that I, that cannot be explained by human logic. And I inform her that I just watched the commercial. I don't know what it's for, but it's going to haunt my dreams forever now. So how does this apply to me? Because you haven't seen it yet. And everybody has to see this commercial. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to not only link it uh, in chat where all our listeners can uh, enjoy this commercial, but I'm going to play it for you live. Now, when I play it for you live, here's the deal. What I want to know is I want to know what is selling. Now, here's your choices. Is this, is this commercial, and I'm going to play it for you, is this commercial advertising a toy? Is it advertising peanuts? Is it advertising a new show? Is it advertising a song? Or is it advertising a company? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this for you on the big screen, and uh, if you'll be so kind as to just feel free to give any reactions you have uh, live on air. So all you need to do is tell me what this is commercial for. Describe this phase you're seeing, Lexus. Uh, <laughs> hold on, I was going to link it in chat. I mean, if I had to guess, the only reoccurring theme there is the stupid fucking cow-looking frog toy. And the fact that they keep saying pee-pee over and over. Oh, it looks like sure. a commercial a fucking seven-year-old would make. It literally but looks... But they keep talking about fucking peanuts, which I don't understand why. It literally looks like a commercial that somebody said, I'm going to let my seven-year-old video everything for the commercial. Peanut? Are, is this a real commercial? This is a real commercial. I'm guessing it's the little fucking cow thing, but I guess a toy? <laughs> a now, before we go into what this is a commercial for, I want you to describe it's to our listeners. It's probably a commercial for erectile that, dysfunction. That or are not. <laughs> I want you to describe to our listeners that are not in chat, that do not see the link, what you just witnessed. Describe what that was. The toy looks like a cow version variation of a fucking Furby. But it doesn't blink or do anything. It just and, and they have exists. them on a fire hydrant. Like, and, and I they don't had understand. it on a swing. They had and, it on a and the peanuts and the song about pee pee. Yeah, 
And there was, that is the worst commercial I've ever seen. I love it because she's like <laughs> trying to put it into words. She's like, and yeah, and um, um, it's a loss for words commercial. It literally looks like somebody gave the camera to their eight-year-old, seven-year-old <laughs> and said, here, make a commercial. About pee-pee. So now, is PP the toy? Is that its name? I get, uh, we're assuming. We had to go click on the link, and uh, she inspected what this commercial was about. And it would seem like they're selling that little beanie baby type toy. It looks like a creepy ass Furby. <laughs> and it's kind of like a uh, my buddy situation. Oh but does it do anything? No. They showed it holding up a fucking building. Uh uh-uh. uh. They showed yeah. it holding up the corner of a building, it, but... It, it's just a little beanie baby. <laughs> it's just a little beanie baby toy. That, called pee-pee. That That's commercial called, pee-pee. looks like it was geared towards seven-year-olds. It's called pee-pee. Uh, buy, buy your kid a pee-pee. It looks like they... Whatever video you were watching, that was meant for somebody searching for a baby shark video. <laughs> and not not a baby shark for real. The baby shark do 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 do. So this this commercial that haunts people's nightmares is to sell a small uh, bean filled toy. My little pee pee. Hey, if they sell a fucking thirty million of them and make twenty billion dollars, all the power to them. Now, what if your little kid comes downstairs and you've got a little son or whatever, and you're like, "Hey, buddy, what were you doing? I was upstairs playing with my peepee." <laughs> or he's running around the house freaking out, and you go, "What's wrong?" And he goes, "I can't find my peepee." <laughs> or I fucked up my peepee. I just, I'm just. Um, the dog ate my peepee. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's wrong, hun? I, I was wrestling with the dog, and the dog went crazy and bit my peepee. I guess there was some peanut peanut butter on it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, um, for hey, Rodney, if uh, you're feeling frisky, by all means, click on that link and haunt your nightmares forever. <laughs> as you as you get introduced to peepee. Listen, I know this is going to be weird, but I I had a commercial that kind of grossed me out too. Yeah, but you have a bias that people don't get. People don't understand why you're grossed out because to them it's every day, bro. I don't know, it just grossed me out. Now, because you never think about it. You don't, it's just how you're raised. All right, well, explain because people are lost already. So, I don't know where this commercial came up, but it was a Charmin commercial. And they're showing the ability of Charmin to wipe as opposed to other cheaper toilet papers. And it just grossed me out completely. It's toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, but it's barbaric and savage and gross. <laughs> People are just wiping their own shit all over themselves. If you if <coughs> you got shit on your face, would you just grab a paper towel, I, wipe it off? See, this well, is what, Raven would. This she puts it up to me. her face. That's true. This is what gets me: is you guys were wiping your asses with toilet paper for forty <laughs> years. You get a fucking bidet, and now all of a sudden you're fucking elitists. No, it's just we didn't realize how gross we were. Yeah, we didn't. 
and how how nice it is to have a clean bottom. Trust me, you know the difference. For all of you that have been wiping and never use a bidet, you know the difference. You know when your butt's clean. And I told you I would probably have one and try it out, but I'm not <coughs> running 14 extension cords in my fucking bathroom so I can reach over to where my toilet is. I just need to get you one of those hoses. <laughs> <laughs> just like a hose you can turn the spigot on just... They actually have those. Just spray that train wreck she's got going they, back there. They look like the kitchen hoses, but, and it sits on the side of your toilet. <clears throat> but what would Raven do? Oh, my did- God. There was one girl that I used to go dance for up in Chicago, and she her, she had her man stick a fucking spigot with a hose next to the toilet so that she doesn't have to go anywhere to do her enemas. She just sits next to the toilet, jams the hose up in there, does her business, and... Well, I, I'm on the fence about you and a bidet because I don't want to rob you of the pleasure of digging out your poop with your <laughs> fingernails. I don't dig my shit out with yes, my fingernails. You know, it's maybe, been well documented on this show that you do. Maybe that's that. why she's got a problem with her finger. It's been very well. Yeah, I don't wipe with on. my left hand, bitch. <laughs> Guys, get hostile in this room. Fuck. Raven is feeling attacked. She's swinging back now. She's like, fucking. You corn. make it out like I barehanded, Middle Eastern like, fucking stick my fingers you, up my you ass. You have been well documented of using your long fake nails as shovels to shovel poop. But out I of your also butt. use a lot of toilet paper. I don't know if that makes it better. I just don't. <laughs> I don't know about that making it better. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> <clears throat> so today we're not celebrating your birthday because I have to work. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine with me. I, I, I don't think it's any cause to celebrate anyway. So, you know, I'm good with that. You're going to get a celebration. It's just not going to hey, As far as I'm concerned, I've already gotten all the celebration I need. I got Arby's today. <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine. I don't need much. What else did you get? I got roses. I got peanut butter cookies. Yep. Basically, I got to be fat. <laughs> I, I'm being made fat is what I'm being making. Colonics. We, hey, listen, we got you stuff we knew you would eat. <sighs> That's true. <clears throat> so, <sighs> Disney... Uh, it's come out with a new live action. Ugh. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's I so saw it the mad. other day. It popped up. Pinocchio. Oh, oh shit. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Oh, God. I got to explain so much to you about this. Okay. Um, live action Pinocchio. Oh, God, is bad. It is so very bad. First of all, Geppetto is played by Tom Hanks. Oh. <coughs> that gives the most shitty Saturday Night Live skit kind of performance with this fake this fake Italian accent is Geppetto and he sounds absolutely ridiculous he sounds like a mixture between Geppetto and Count Dracula <laughs> it's just awful and then everything literally everything including the entire fucking cabin that Geppetto lives in the entire town everything is green screen there is no real action other than the occasional living actor but most of it is just a cartoon. Okay. Now, 
They've changed See, it. Do so you much. think? Because I, I thought about this, and you you bringing this up brought it back. Um, do you think they're doing this just because it costs more money to pay animators than it does to actually <clears throat> just green screen fucking everything? I I I don't know, but it, it's okay. First of all. It's got a little bit of what everybody hates. <laughs> Not what everybody loves, what everybody hates. For example, it's got tons of... They changed the story, Alexis. I of know how much you did. like that. Yeah, of course they did. And of course it's Disney, so they got to do the in-your-fucking-face diversity push. You know how Disney do. Mm-hmm. So they had to make the, the good fairy black. Then they had to introduce uh, a black disabled girl has to be a female, minority, and disabled. And then she's wearing crutches, so she communicates with puppets and can talk to Pinocchio. Now, Monstro the Whale is now a kaiju. Oh, my God. He has tentacles. He is a kaiju. He is a huge sea monster kaiju now. Now, guess what? It does not end with Pinocchio becoming a real boy. Let me guess. He turns into a boy and then there's some epic conquest he needs to go on. No. Uh, how this movie ends is Tom Hanks walks off with his wooden puppet in hand and they just walk off. And then there's a narration that says some say that he became a real boy. Wow. But they don't even have him become a real, <laughs> real boy in the film. Oh, it gets worse. I got more. I Isn't got more. Isn't that the whole purpose of the story, though? I got more. They go to Pleasure Island where they get turned to donkeys. But there's no beer. In fact, they're only drinking root beer, and they say it's root beer. There's no smoking, no <laughs> beer, no gambling, no nothing at Pleasure Island. So basically, it's an amusement park of fun with no vices whatsoever. They show zero vices. So the entire point of Pleasure Island is null and void because it's not bad kids being bad, doing bad things, and being punished for it. No, they're literally not doing anything bad. And they're drinking root beer and they're eating candy and not doing anything bad. They're not gambling. They're not smoking. They're not drinking alcohol. The entire point of Pleasure Island for the first Pinocchio was a lesson. These are bad things. If you're a bad little boy and you do these bad things, bad things happen. Well, guess what? Zero. And not only that, Pinocchio doesn't even go to Pleasure Island because of his own choice. He gets kidnapped. (laughs) Wow. Well, why don't we just completely rewrite the story and just make Pinocchio something else? Well, they do that every 20 years anyway, when they remaster the stories. They they made Jiminy Cricket look realistic. Why do you a, know why how... Why does a cricket have to look realistic? Yeah, he looks like a fucking bug. They, they have all the grooves in his face, making him look insectoid, and he looks like out of a bug's life. I mean, Raven would not let that thing in, in her house. Because <laughs> yeah, it bites, yeah. No, but, Jiminy Cricket doesn't bite. Disney is going above and beyond to fuck up everything that was good about their company. Everything. It's all about diversity down your fucking throat. It's all about sanitizing their stories to the umph degree. They're sanitized. Okay, now this is what's fucking sad. Pinocchio came out in the 40s. What was acceptable back then is not acceptable today. 
we we've got we've regressed and become more sanitized than we were in the 40s we let less things slide than what we did in the 40s i'm not talking about racist shit because i understand the 40s were racist and song of the south and some of that had to be fucking sanitized i get that different time but we're talking about a time that didn't allow boobies or curse words or anything they were having these kids drink and smoke and gamble Mm -hmm. because it was the whole point of the fucking message yes now they go to an amusement park, they do nothing wrong, and they get turned into donkeys for no fucking reason. You know what? All these naughty kids will be going around going, I want to be naughty. That looks fun. <clears throat> Instead, didn't didn't Pinocchio like turn green or something when he smoked? Yes. Yeah. Uh, n- none of that happens. They don't smoke. They don't drink actual beer. They're handed beer, and they're told specifically, this is root beer. Then they act like it's a no-no to drink it. But they're doing something taboo, so they're going to enjoy it anyway. Wow. Wait. Because it's so goddamn sanitized. So, yeah, uh, the main points they've changed is they, they uh, got rid of a few songs. You know you like that, Lexus. Um, they, they don't turn him into a real boy. Uh, Monstro's a kaiju now. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> they don't do anything bad at Pleasure Island. Uh, oh, yeah, and, every, and everybody is realistic with ultra-realistic graphics and uh, CGI. Everything CGI. But except for Pinocchio, which looks just like the cartoon. I mean, all they're missing is handing out ribbons to everybody at the end of the movie. and It is... Let me tell you how CGI-heavy this movie is. Tom Hanks, who sounds like Super Mario and Count Dracula mixed (laughs) into one. Well, he lives in this small little cottage. This cottage is also cohabitated by Figaro, his cat, and by his fish, and Pinocchio. Not only is the cabin CGI, so is the fish, so is the fucking cat, so is Pinocchio. So every time he picks up and plays with a cat, you can tell there's nothing there. It's just CGI. He is literally in a green room. I don't understand. Acting like he's in a a cabin. With a cat and a fish. I don't understand how they can call CGI live action. Yeah, it, it's and like Honest John, the cat, the the fox and the cat, they're CGI yeah. as well. Obviously, everything that can possibly love, of course, Monstro is all CGI. Everything on screen you see, there's not even a real set. It's not even an actual place. Well, and it becomes obvious it's not a real place. Did Disney do Polar Express with Tom Hanks? Yes, so Robert Zemeckis, who did this film. Why didn't they just reuse his, his likeness? And- <laughs> the same guy who did Polar Express with Tom Hanks did this film, Robert Zemeckis. You know, when they came out with Lion King... Live action. I was like, there's no fucking way they could do that. No, it was all fucking CGI. <clears throat> yeah, is is Tom Hanks so, doing... So live action now is just... CGI. Computer generated. Yeah. Well, look at the new Lion King movie that they said was a live action mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it's that's cartoon. what I mean. It, it's like Disney's... Oh, everybody's saying happy birthday. Uh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to <laughs> hear it. I don't want to hear it. That's Disney's definition now for computer animated yeah they just call it live action so yeah it's it's really really bad 
And Disney has gone down. There is not one fucking Marvel movie that is coming out that I have the remote interest to see. Not even remotely. Nope. I cannot stand their fucking shit now. Their shit is so mass-produced CGI dreck. It's just horrible. It looks like CGI is bluge all over the screen. Well, I started doing this during COVID, but... It kind of turned me on to it, and if you don't mind overdubbing, I've gotten to where I'm starting to watch, like, South Korean action movies because at least they have decent stories behind them, and they're not rehashes of something you've seen eight times already. Because of the CGI uh, fad where literally everything is CGI vomit, I've started becoming very into... Uh, character study films. And it's something that you, like, for example, do not have the patience for. You like action and ex- explosions and chases. And no, it depends. You're not big into character study films. I like... <clears throat> if I'm just going to watch a movie to pass time, yes, I tend to gravitate towards science fiction and action, but I'm not above watching... You know, drama. Well, the last character character driven film that we gave you to watch, you couldn't even make it through halfway. It was boring. Because it didn't have explosions. The story wasn't going anywhere. I kept waiting for shit to happen and nothing was happening. It was telling you about who these characters were. And the thing is, most people today have very short jingle keys attention spans and do not have the. Ability to sit down for a character-driven uh, piece, like Saint Vincent. It was a great movie. Which Saint Vincent is with Bill Murray. He's not funny. He's not over the top. He just plays a crotchety old man, and you get to have a look into his life, what his life is like, and what made him the bitter human being he is. <clears throat> and it's a whole fucking movie about this man, an in-depth study into what made this man what he is. And it was it was very emotionally tugging, and you got to see that a good man can become bad over time and what causes a good man to become bad. And I just found it fascinating. The closest thing we've gotten to a recent blockbuster character-driven film was Joker, uh, but it was basically a remake of Taxi Driver, which was a character study film. Uh, Taxi Driver is about one dude and his descent into madness. Hey, I'll have <clears throat> you know, I Travis I, Bickle. That's I watched name. and loved Ford versus Ferrari, and that is a very character driven. No, movie. that is not a character study. That first of all, the movie is a autobiography movie it's a story about real people that is not a character but study it's film. not an action flick saint vincent and the joker are character study films they're not about real people they're they're taking you on they don't have anything to go with so they develop an original character for you to get to know and love but what the what an autobiography does is they have everything they already know everything they're just presenting it on screen it's a documentary with more action is what it is that's what La Bamba was. Every once in a while, throw in a shaman telling him he's going to die in a plane wreck for drama. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fucking lie. 
if you ever take that necklace off, you're going to die in a plane wreck. And then he takes the necklace off and then he dies. No, it gets pulled off in a fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then people believe, oh, that's how he died. Fuck you. Yes, magic (laughs) is real. Magic is real. And when you don't have the shaman protection magic, you're going to die on a plane. Fucking la, 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 bamba. Oh, on the plane? Hey, don't bag on the bamba. It's Hispanic Heritage Month. Fuck you. He's not even Mexican. He's not, no. He's Richie not. Valens was. Yes, I know. First of all, Richie Valens was, but couldn't speak Spanish. He had to learn La Bamba each and every syllable because he could not speak the language. He had no idea how to speak Spanish. It was well known that Richie Valens grew up Americanized, didn't know the language, but sang in Spanish, even though he didn't know what the fuck he was singing. Oh, and, same with Selena. She and didn't speak Spanish. Lou Diamond Phillips is not fucking Mexican. He's not. So, I mean, it's like, you know, talk about whitewashing. <laughs> let's, do, let's do a famous Mexican story with a non-Mexican. Why don't they just get Robert De Niro and brownface? Let's just do that. I mean, they do that. They do that. Fucking Scarface. <laughs> was Al Pacino in brown face. That's all it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Say hello, my little friend. He's doing the bad fucking Puerto Rican accent. <laughs> He's doing his brown face to the max. And we were all okay with that. We look back with that and go, God damn, Al Pacino's cool. No, Al Pacino was doing fucking brown face. And he's even doing the bad brown face accent. He, he might as well have been uh, in that movie singing Mammy. It's just, he's, he's playing a fucking Puerto Rican. He's speaking like the most ridiculous sounding made up Puerto Rican accent ever, but it somehow works because it's Al Pacino, even though it's the world's worst fucking Puerto Rican accent. He has, he is forgiven and he's Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, we, it's weird to me how we look back. And we're like, that's blackface. And we get all offended at certain movies. Or we're like, oh, they whitewashed. Like, Kings of Egypt didn't have fucking any Egyptians in it. Yeah, but Scarface is okay? Everybody loves Scarface. Well, what the fuck? I mean, white people been whitewashing forever. Mm. I mean, anybody that thinks Jesus looks like the depiction that they show in basically every church, at least here in the U.S., I'm sure in Europe, too. Jesus I mean, didn't and, fucking and look like that. The church I grew up with, yeah, he was white. <laughs> now, now, sandy blonde hair. Thank you, honey. Now, thank you. I thought you'd like. I'm, be, for that I'm being statement. nice. I'm being nice. <laughs> but Ronnie brings up She-Hulk. Have you guys seen the She-Hulk series? I saw Attorney a at Law. I saw it, a preview. It popped up, but I have not clicked on it. Now I know neither one of you girls are well versed in the Adult Swim cartoons. No. But this fucking show is 100% a carbon copy of Birdman Attorney at Law. (laughs) It's She-Hulk Attorney at Law instead of Birdman Attorney at Law. But it's the exact same show. It's a comedic show about an attorney that happens to be a superhero. The only difference is uh, is Birdman Attorney at Law from Adult Swim is funny and good. Whereas anything Disney does is crap. The preview I saw, it looked pretty shitty. You, you, you remember that old Saturday Night Live skit about the Scotsman? 
If it's not Scottish, yes. it's crap. Yes. Was it Mike Myers? Yes. That's what Disney yeah. is. If it's Disney, it's crap. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The biggest fucking company in the world, and all they do is make crap. And they change shit to crap. Jeez. You know, because I, I had so much time on the plane, I finally got to watch most of Snatch. Oh, I fucking love Snatch. <laughs> now, that is a character film right there. That is a film about several different character studies, and it's a great fucking Holy movie. Holy shit. I mean, love me the way Snatch. they go through and introduce everybody in the I beginning. Love it. And Brad Pitt is the shit. Hey, should I be offended? He's, yeah, he's supposed oh, to be Irish. You gotta give me my man the caravan. If you give me the caravan, I can fight for it. Listen, my favorite Brad Pitt <laughs> being the pikey accent is the Italian accent. That was fucking great. Which one? And uh, shit, what was that movie? The the one where he is in the war. <clears throat> Inglorious Bastards, I think it was. Was that one? Where oh, Bongiorno. Yeah. Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt's the shit. I don't fucking care what motherfucker says that Brad Pitt just skates by on his looks. Fuck you, he does. He will purposely take roles where he's supposed to be ugly and funny, and he knocks it out of the fucking park. Like Burn After Reading, where he's doing yes everything. Brad Pitt is in. I love. I will even watch his drama drama shit like Legends of the Fall. He've never put in a bad well, performance. I mean. He's the fucking shit. Him and Tom Cruise, love it or hate it. I love had me some an Tom Cruise. Amazing too. performance in uh, the vampire movie. Interview with the Interview vampire. with the Vampire. They did yeah, it. And I mean, they were very convincing. And I mean, Tom Cruise is crazy as fuck, but I love me some Tom. You know, after Tropic Thunder, that crazy motherfucker can do no wrong in my eyes. He is amazing. I watched a documentary about them making that. And it was funny because I guess the whole hand thing. He wants fat hands and dance. He's like, I'll do it, but I want fat hands. And dance. Yeah. (laughs) And Ben Stiller was confused until he did it one day and Ben Stiller got it. And he's like, I get it now. I get it. But it's just Tom Cruise is the shit. And the shit he does, the motherfucker can do anything, whether it be ride a horse, ride a motorcycle, fly a fucking plane for real, uh, a fucking leap out of a plane. Do He he does well, everything. I mean, when you've done like 13 Mission Impossibles, I mean, you kind of learn to do well, shit. If you do it yourself. Yeah, but, he does it all himself. Yeah, these motherfucking actors don't know how to do this shit because you know, they don't actually do that, it. Speaking of that. And he's in the 60s. I saw this thing where they were talking about Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah, that was a how, sweet story. How he was having, how he kind of disappeared from the public eye. He got badly injured on George of the Jungle. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that he was another one of those actors that does all his own stunts. And it wasn't got just that, yeah. but just years of him doing his own stunts really fucked him up. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I, I mean, even though he was in some retrospectively stupid movies. I mean, it, like 14 and Sino Man was cool as shit. But that, You know what? That's a good example of a movie that all three of us grew up to and fucking adored. Yep. And then when you watch it nowadays, you're like, what the fuck? Was I retarded? Yeah. And what's the other one? The where the one where he goes into the bomb shelter for like... Blast oh, from wow. the past. Great yeah. movie. Great I love fucking. that movie. Another and, good movie. Yeah, but here's the question. Would that movie have been as great Without motherfucking Christopher Walken? 
Probably not. Is, is there any movie that Christopher Walken has not made a thousand percent better? Like he was in Pulp Fiction for 10 fucking minutes. For 10 fucking minutes of Pulp Fiction. And he stole the goddamn show when he was talking about carrying the, uh, the watch it up his ass. Yeah. He stole the fucking movie with one goddamn scene. Christopher Walken's a motherfucking shit. Well, you know why? Because he needs more cowbell. Yeah, and that's another thing. Every time he's on Saturday Night Live, he fucking knocks it out of the park. But then you got the Fat Boy Slim video. Oh, my God, that is amazing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he's just sitting there. And then you get to see what this old man can fucking do. That's, and you're like, this guy's fucking amazing. still get, gets named as one of the best music videos of mm -hmm. all time. Christopher, and all it is, is Christopher walking having fun. Well, I was, I was about to say, how many hits did Fatboy Slim actually have? <laughs> and how do you approach a legend <laughs> like Christopher Walken do something like that? How do you approach that? How do you tell him the concept that this this is all it's going to be? I just saw we're going to follow about you. that, and I think they pitched it to him, and he loved it so fucking much that he said, "I am in," and, without even discussing all of it. And he's an old school vaudeville song and dance man. He can sing, he mm -hmm. can dance, and you don't get to see these talents because he plays these great crazy characters. But at the same time, he can play crazy and scary. But he can play so goddamn funny and lovable, too. He's just, everything he's in, he makes better. Now, when he passes, that's going to be a day that, that's going to be a, yeah. that's going to be a Betty White day. Nobody sounds like Christopher Walken. Nobody no. looks like Christopher Walken. Nobody has had that fucking haircut hey, like Christopher you're Walken. you're talking to my boy all wrong here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pow! <laughs> He's just the shit, man. But yeah, Tom Cruise is crazy as fuck, but I got a lot of respect for that crazy little fuck. <laughs> he may be only five foot seven, but he, he's more man than most men. I mean, he, he fucking gets out there while he's praying to Zenu and <laughs> he, he fucking does some badass shit. Uh, you know, you can't take that away I mean, from the crazy little bastard. How old is he now? He wasn't, he wasn't young when he did that fat no, boy no. slim video. Oh, you mean Christopher Walken? He's got to yeah. be like 80s. Yeah, he's, he's got to be old. old. Like Al Pacino, he's fucking old. Hoofah! I'm just getting one up. Okay, I'm done. He's yeah, 79 he's, years old. He's yeah. really starting to look old. Who? Uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, he's, he's sounded old for years. He's a uh, heavy smoker. Oofa. He's 82. No wonder why he looks fucking old. <laughs> Dude, Al Jesus, Pacino. yeah. Robert De Niro, they're all old fucks now. We're watching our icons slowly melt away and die. Yeah. They are slowly. I mean, look at Arnie. He looks like you. He was an Arnie wax sculpture he you put out like, in the sun and kind of melted. I was about to say he looks like somebody put on an Arnie suit <coughs> and that they was were too like, big. Yeah, they were like half the size. It's sad. It and, is. And you know, I know there's fans of these movies, but I'm not fans <laughs> of these movies because they're depressing to me, and that's the Expendables movie. That's depressing to it me. It is. I, I, you the know, the first one I liked. The second and third one. I watched the first two. Smoke weed every day. And I didn't <laughs> really trying. like them because you couldn't hear anything. There was so much shit going on. You Explosions. Couldn't, you couldn't hear any dialogue. You're like, why put any fucking dialogue in it? Yes, that's what he means. He was like talking Mickey Rock and shit. He was talking Jason Statham. 
No, mean. You know, that's my favorite impression you do. And, and you know what cracked me up about the Expendables is they would all get together, you know, and none of them can fucking talk right. You got Jet Li who can't fucking <laughs> talk right. <laughs> you got Jason Statham that well, everything fuck. sounds like he's been gargling yeah. glass. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mickey Rourke looks like he's had about 14 <laughs> facial feminization surgeries. And Dolph Lundgren is brilliant, but so you got this whole group of guys that can't fucking speak. And then what cracks me up is every expendable movies fucking Sylvester gets in this group of guys that cannot speak as normal humans. And then he tells them the game plan. He's like, oh, so here's a play. We're going to go in there. You're going to do this. And we're going to get... And they all know what he's you know, talking about. You know who I did like, though, on the Expendables movies? Terry Antonio Cruz. Banderas. Oh, God, he was great. Because he's like, he's like the overachiever who just he wants was. the chance. And there's something about Antonio Banderas. Oh, geez. He is... He's so sexy. He has, uh, how you say, this sexy voice. as puss and boots. Uh, how can you resist, Antonio Bendez? All right, well, I got to go. But, you know, I agree. We all love you, Lexus. Everybody in the Happy chat room. Happy birthday. Oh, we all agree that in The Expendables, that was a good call, Raven, because he was the funniest fucking yes. part of any Expendable movies. I He played when 100% they, for when comedy. When they first meet him, he's all swinging down from all the... I am good. Yes. I am good. Yes. Take me. I need a job. I need a job. Take me. I am ready to... Uh, killing people is all I know how to do. Yes. Uh. Yes, he, he played that part. Just with precision. Mm -hmm. And he made me crack up the whole time. I mean, he was, he's not like the biggest well, action star. because everybody else in that movie is like, how badass yes, can my exactly. character be? And he's, I don't know if he had anything to do with oh, it. Oh, fuck. But well, like his character is like, how funny can my character be? But at the same time, when you did see Rodolgo, I think his name yeah, was Rodolgo. When he finally did his shit, he, he did his shit. He was fucking a badass motherfucker. <laughs> No, I'm good, man. I, I all I know how to do is kill people. He was like I, a he was like a Spanish ninja. And when he first takes <laughs> off his ninja mask, he's like, "I know, I know, I'm old. I know I'm older, but I'm still in good shape." Well, the thing is, he's probably younger than most of the other ones that are in the movie. All right, so we have a segment now that Lexus Ow. has has left the the. the sh no, I had uh, Lexus has left the building. Um. I wanted to bring up a segment that we have had every once in a while on this show called Ask Raven Car Knowledge. <clears throat> so I'm I, covered in black and blue marks right now from working on my car. I look like a crack whore. So for all of you fans that were not aware, um, Raven is a car hobbyist. She works on her car. She has a, a Cobra Mustang. She's really good at cars. I changed my oil, my spark plugs. I Change my cold air intake oil. When there's anything wrong with any of our cars, we always call Raven up to help. So I go to Raven for car questions. And, you know, I, I've given her various car questions. And sometimes it's, uh, it's annoying for her because I don't really understand cars that well. But I, I try to get her you to... You know in theory how they work. Yeah. I know in practicality how they work. So I was driving Lexington the other day and I... A situation came up that made me start wondering. I'm like, you know, I don't know the answer to this. This is car related. So when I see Raven, because you've been on vacation, we're going to touch on that too. 
okay. but when I see Raven, because I haven't seen Raven in like two weeks, folks. You saw me one time yeah. in the past three weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm going to ask her this car question and see what she has to say, see if she knows the answer. So, okay, let me set it up for you. It's a nice day outside. I'm driving a Lexington. Beautiful. It's beautiful. But it's warm. Okay. But it's the kind of warm that would feel great to have my window open. Okay. So then I started wondering, because my AC was on, and I started wondering, which is worse? Okay, let me ask you the question now. If you're driving down the road, you're on a highway, and you roll down your window for, for fresh air on a nice day, is it, it, because I thought to myself, what uses more gas? If you were trying to save gas, is it more efficient to run your AC? Will that use less gas than the drag caused from having your window open when you're driving down the road? So which is a more cost? If I want to save on gas and it's a nice day, should I have my window rolled down? Or is that going to be more costly as far as gas burning than if I have my windows up and have the AC running? So which costs less money, running your AC or having your window open because of the added drag? With your car, because it's pretty aerodynamic, I would probably be leaning more towards um, having the AC on and your windows up. How far down? All the way down? It's so hard to get only halfway because I've got one of those windows where you barely tap it goes all the way down. And then you got to play with it for 15 minutes to get in the right position because it's super overly sensitive. So if you like try to pull it up a little bit, it goes all the way up. And then you try to do the little inch a little thing. It fucking annoys me. <laughs> so all the way. We'll go I mean, way. I don't. I don't know the answer scientifically. But we could run experiments and find out. Yeah, I mean, isn't it isn't an interesting question, though? Because it just sprang yeah. up in my head. Which causes you to burn more? F- because today, the gas prices are so high, it made me start thinking about it. With gas prices being so high, if you're trying to conserve fuel, what it, what it would, boil would it be down better to, to run your AC or to have your window open? What, what it would boil down to is, does the drag that you create from having your windows down does that drag cause you to use more gas than the load that your compressor puts on your engine? Yeah. So, that, I mean, exactly. But that, I was just curious, which is better? Because you, I watch all the, the car videos that you do. I mean, I, I know a lot. You know I know a lot about cars. I fanatically watch things like Doug DeMuro. I fucking love cars. I just cannot work on them worth a shit. And I don't know what I'm doing, but... I know enough about them to be curious about scientific things when it comes to cars I don't know about. Like, uh, I know that drag does impact your your mileage, how many miles you get per gallon. And I know that your air compressor also drains gas as it runs. Oh, yeah. But which is worse. Yep. So I was just curious, which is the, the it, lesser of the it two evils? probably varies from car to car, depending on... I mean, because obviously... Well, no, I guess it wouldn't really vary from car to car because a semi is still... You know, it's not aerodynamic at all, but it takes the same power to move that vehicle whether the AC is on or off. So it's still using the same amount of gas it would. So, 
Yeah, so it's an w- interesting it would just, question. It would, it? it would boil down to like the efficiency of your AC system and see. Shit like see, that. my questions get you thinking now because <laughs> they're not stupid car questions. They're actually no, giving some thought. No, that's not a stupid car question. That's probably shit that you know people making a lot more money than I make. Like MythBusters or something would. Oh no, do experiments I was on. I was thinking engineers at like Ford and. Chevy and Pont, well, not Pontiac anymore. I was thinking, you know, as far as gas prices being through the roof, it would be helpful for the common person to know what is more beneficial to stay cool and still save gas. Keep your window rolled down or roll, keep it rolled up and run your AC. Because one, I mean, most people think that the AC is running more gas, but they don't understand how drag works. And if you're on a highway, there's going to be more drag. So if you're driving a Lexington like I was, I'm doing a lot of highway time. So there's going to be a lot of drag with an open window, especially high speeds. Oh, yeah. And the faster you go, the more drag it's going to be. I, I was just wondering which is more efficient to cool the vehicle, I mean, and my better off just keeping my window open and keeping my AC going. I mean, if I had to make a wild guess, I would say it's probably more efficient to just leave your windows up and run your AC on a low enough setting to keep yourself comfortable to where... See, because the I way... Don't, I don't have that. The way AC works is it's not like when you turn your AC on, it's not always on. Your compressor's not always turning. There's a a clutch in there that turns it on when it needs to compress, and then it shuts off when it doesn't. That's why, like, if you're sitting at a uh, at a stoplight or something, and you're not you're not running your AC, you can actually hear that clutch kick in and start turning that pump because every so often it still has to compress everything and move it around well, and all that. My car has a, um, a kind of a manufacturer defect of sorts and I'll explain it to you and you'll totally get it. Um, my car is really the kind of car like a caddy has a climate control system. You set it at a particular temperature, it keeps the cab that temperature. Yeah. But because my cab is so tiny, it's even smaller than yours, and you have a small cab area, but my cab is literally tiny. There is nothing in there but two seats. So it's so small that even on the lowest AC setting, it becomes a refrigerator within minutes in that small space. turn your heat setting up a little higher. You don't have to run it all the way down. I know, but I, I do... But like I said, because the area is so small, even if there's a little bit of kind of colder air coming out of that vent, it's going to get frigid in my cab in no time. And it's the same in winter. If I turn it on one and the heat's on, I will be pouring sweat within minutes because my cab is literally like a space heater (laughs) or an AC unit on you. Like directly, like right on you because it's intense because it's such a tiny. Hey, little that's where you can area. save gas. Then when you go to start your car to go somewhere, it only takes like thirty seconds for your <laughs> cabin to cool down. Yeah, I have no storage. I have only two seats. Is I've got two tubes where you lay down. I have a back seat, but for the life of me, I don't understand why Ford even bothered putting it back there because. I think my kids stopped riding back there when they were like 13 because they said it was uncomfortable. Your backseat is comically small. However, 
I would love it just to put stuff in it. Oh, when yeah. I'm driving, I, I have to throw everything. If I have anything that will not fit in my passenger seat, I can't take it. If I can actually fit a car- not carry on a checked luggage bag in between the two bars of my roll cage for trips. The only issue is the only way it's going in and the only way it's coming out is with the top down. Ah, honey thinks <laughs> I have a sexy car. All right, it so is a cute car. Speaking of honey, we got to call her out. Oh, really? She got caught. She got caught. Oh, last I week. told her. I told her. Yeah. Mom was always watching. So yeah, last week um, we were having the radio show without Raven because she was on vacation, which we're going to get to in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, honey gets in the show and says, "Well, you know, you're more of a mama than Raven and all this stuff." And fucking Raven's in there spying, and she's like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay. I caught you now. You're more of a mama because." You don't tell her the shit she doesn't want to hear. I don't. Or at least not to the level I do. I don't. <laughs> I figured that was my thing. See, I I want these girls to succeed, but unlike old Raven, who would just fill her head full of, you know, sweet things and tell her everything was going to be all right, I'm now to the point where... Old crotchety Raven? No, I want to see you succeed, but I'm also not going to fill your head full of bullshit. I'm old now. I ain't got time for (laughs) bullshit. You're not going to placate anybody. If you're doing something stupid, I'm going to say you're doing something fucking stupid. Not that she did anything stupid. I'm just saying (laughs) I would call you out if you're doing something stupid now. First of all... Honey is in her 20s, which means almost everything she does is stupid. But that's okay, because she's allowed to be stupid in her 20s. That's what the 20s are supposed to be. It's about being retarded. Yeah, but what I get on her about is... Not doing enough, I know. Being responsible. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm on her too. Every time, like like when she says, uh, what do you want for your birthday? I says, your driver's license. Get your driver's I license. I said the same thing to her. Get your driver's license for my birthday present. Go ahead. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for me then. Yep. What, what motivation you need, you need to be independent? Because my kids have walked away from me. So I see these girls, not like blood children, but I do see them like my kids. So I want to see them succeed. My kid walked away too. All kids grow up to be assholes. That's the way of the world. All kids grow up and be assholes. And I hope all you people in your 20s feel bad for what you did to your parents. <laughs> because when you are in your 40s, you're going to feel like dog shit for what you did to your parents. Because then it really hits you and you're like, God, Jesus. I was such a son bitch. Oh, speaking of that, I was talking to my sister and I told her I felt bad. Because I don't, I haven't visited my mom at all this year. Oh, fuck your mom. But the thing is, I could pull away, do a little quick weekend trip, and I could deal with the whole, my stepdad being all weirded out every time I go there. And I can deal with all that shit on a weekend. Not when my sister comes there for a week and I try to come and spend a week with her and the family. But I told my sister, I said, you know, I'm sick of lying to mom 
And I know she thinks I'm a piece of shit because I haven't come and visited her at all this year. And I can't tell her why. Because I'm not allowed to tell her I, you know, co-host a radio show that's got a ton of listeners and shit. And my sister was like, I don't think you should. She goes, I think you can tell her and not actually have to tell her about everything because they still don't want me to talk about porn. And she was like, you just need to tell her that you host a radio show. And I was like, well, what if she starts asking questions? (laughs) Uh, She was like, well, just tell her, Mom, there's stuff that you're not going to want to hear on that show, so you better not listen in. But that's why I'm not able to come is because I co-host a radio show that is extremely, you know, well-known. Okay, now... So my mom's probably going to find out about the radio show soon. Now, Justin, who obviously thinks he knows all about cars has chimed in and says that windows are down or better. That's because he's from Kentucky. (laughs) So, um, for all of you listeners... Unless somebody can show me scientific proof, and it's going to change with every car, because each car is different in its aerodynamics, that the... uh, Oh, the... I'm trying to think of the right word here. The load that the compressor creates on the engine, the gas that the engine uses to overcome that load is greater than the load that it puts on the aerodynamics of the car, meaning slowing the car down and the engine having to rev higher, you know, to push the car at the same speed. You would have to show me scientific proof or I'm not buying it. (laughs) Well... Um, I wanted to talk about the fans that may not bring the show down a little bit. <laughs> may not know okay. how depressing certain things are. So you, you mentioned that um, you mentioned how you hadn't seen your kids in a while and everything. And, uh, uh, a while. Yeah. Seven years. So I wanted to bring up the <laughs> fact that people like us, uh, what our lives are like. For example... Uh, for my birthday, which <clears throat> I don't like making a big deal out of, but everybody who has any form of blood relation to me, um, we, my whole family lives here in Kentucky. Uh, I have not received a happy birthday from my mother, from my two brothers, from my son. Anybody who shares a bloodline with me has not wished me happy birthday. Um, they're not in my lives, period. And the only people that have wished me happy birthday are the family that I consider my family, uh, you, Justin, um, Lexus. Uh, although, you know, one member of my family hasn't wished me happy birthday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's a problem child, so. <laughs> uh, but I'm just explaining to people what our lives are like. Well, and we were talking about were, this earlier. Because you were talking about your mom. And I got, like, a text from my mom. And then I got, I think, a text from my youngest sister, who is the one that I went out to go see, what reason I wasn't here last week. And I think that's it. I think that's all I got for birthday wishes from my family. But at least you got your mom and sister. <laughs> I got a mother and two brothers here. No well, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I've lost a lot. I've did, lost a wife. I've lost two kids. Did I've your lost daughter at least majority. wish you a happy birthday? I think she did like three days later. 
Because Tristan she said seems she sweet. forgot. Yeah, but she's autistic, so I really don't hold mm-hmm. that against her. I, I did get Alex I think a, a Father's though. Day wish from her too, but it was like a day or two later. Alex is right there with my son being a motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard shit from him. The last thing I ever heard from him was, if, if that's what you want to do, I don't ever want to speak to you again. If it, Because we, we share just about everything on this show. And just to keep you in the loop, if you didn't know, Raven has two children, a daughter and a son. One is Tristan, one is Alex. I have a son named Xavier. Or as gorgeous little grandkids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they are very pretty little grandkids. See, I have a feeling that I'm going to have nothing to do with my grandkids, not by my choice. So I've kind of like attached myself to your grandkids, like because my sister lived in Hawaii for a long time. And they look like their, kids. their roommate or not roommate. She lives in a separate house, but it's attached to their house. She lived in Hawaii for a long time, too. That's how my sister met her. And uh, she showed me a picture of some of their friends that still live on the island. And one of them looked just like Haven. So I was like, oh, you got to see this Looks video. Like a island boy. <laughs> Haven, my grandson, is named after me. And then I have Amaya, which is my granddaughter. So I have Amaya oh, and Haven. called out and chat. What? Who, who's saying what? Rodney. He thinks not, you're not showing him love. Now, as far as Rodney, is he a part of my family? No, I'm sorry, Rodney, you're not. And I'll tell you why. Part of my family means these are people I see every single week that I spend my life with that are very, very close in my world. Rodney is like, he's a friend of the family, you know. <laughs> he's a friend of the family. He's good. He's a good kid. He's a friend of the family. Well, and we also have, like, Family, family, and then we have like our extended BGM family. Yeah, we have like our associates that, that we consider friends. Okay, friends and family. You've ever heard that, friends and family? <laughs> we have family, but we also have friends. I mean, our family consists of probably what, like four people total. Yeah. It's a small family group. We're pretty close. Uh, we talk all the fucking time. We see each other. Although all the time. after spending a week with my sister, she does want to meet you even more now. Uh, at least somebody in your family wants to meet me. You've met people in my family. Two, no one. I know you met my brother Darren. I think he's the only one I've met. You went out to dinner with. I've him. never met your other brother, and I've never met your mom. Only uh, except for uh, like Facetime once when she told me I had no ass. Oh, no, you didn't. Fuck off. I'm just, you had it corrected. Just saying. <laughs> corrected. <laughs> you, had, you had that limitation corrected. And now you got booty. So now that we're, we're talking about this, we might as well segue into this. Hold on. Let me yawn and stress. Yeah, stop. You're making me now, too. I've been busting my ass working on my car all day. <laughs> well, I, I woke up and went to radio show. Fuck. So I'm, I'm still having my goddamn coffee. So I figured we would talk. First of all, we set up, okay, you weren't at, on the radio show last week because? I went to Vancouver, Washington to spend the week with my youngest sister, who is literally, well, literally, I use that word too much. <laughs> she is, I have two other siblings, 
And it's funny because my youngest sister is only my half sister. And I'm 13 years older than her. So I was pretty close to my other two siblings when I was a man. But so, when I when I transitioned, then it was, they still talk to me. But Now, you're the polar opposite of me, right? You're the oldest. Yeah, I'm the oldest. I'm the youngest. I'm one of three and you're one of... Four. Okay, so we pretty close. But I'm the youngest dynamic, you're the oldest. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so to tell everybody... I've known Raven going, you know, getting close to a decade now. And in that time frame, Raven is, or I had never taken an actual and genuine vacation. When we would go and take vacation time, we would go on work trips and work 18 hours a day. Oh, um, I used to make the joke that I yeah. would come back from vacation just to get a rest from my vacation because we would work harder on vacations than most people do with their jobs. So, yeah. So, recently I had my staycation, which I took a week off. We missed a radio show for that. And I just stayed at home and, and did projects on the house. Now, Raven went to see her sister for a much-needed vacation because she hadn't taken one as far as I have... Like six as years. As long as I had known her. Yeah. So, um, I haven't seen you take a, a, a really relaxing vacation. So, what was no, it like? No, I mean, I've, I've taken a few little short... Stints here and there with a sugar daddy type person who I oh, yeah, get along I well with, those. who likes to take me on his trips to fun places, but that's usually only ever like two or three days. So it's like you fly there and about the time you're like, oh, this is fun. It's like, oh shit, we got to go. <laughs> but yes, I, I went to Vancouver. Never been there before. Um, we've well, you've you've been on the West Coast way more than I have. But this was my. You used to live in Washington. Yeah, this was my first trip out to the East, well, East Coast, out to it's the beautiful. West Coast. It's absolutely beautiful up there. That wasn't L.A. It's beautiful, but you didn't get to see what it's like seventy percent of the time. No, I didn't. <laughs> and, and my sister, and, and my sister fucking, even said, she, yeah, "I'm like, drizzling. is this normal? No, it, it was sunny and didn't rain the entire time I was it there. It is never sunny there." And they said, <laughs> "Yeah, they said it's not uncommon for it to be nice for this long." But he, uh, my sister's <laughs> boyfriend, was like, "But here in a few weeks." We're going to start getting the wind, and then it's going to go to shit. And then yeah, we're going to start getting the rain all the it's time. It's going to be gray and drizzling now, all the time. they did say that down in Vancouver, <laughs> it's not quite as bad. You were up closer to Seattle, right? I was, yeah. Seattle's and they said a it's a, it's a lot worse up there than it is down There's a reason Seattle's the, the fucking suicide capital of the country <laughs> and why all fucking grunge, depressed music comes from that place. It, the sun never shines. But it's like London. It was... I got off the plane, and my sister's friend picked me up with her totally open Jeep, which was cool. And we're crossing the bridge to go from Portland back into um, Vancouver because she only lives like 15 minutes from the airport. And I look over to the, to the right out, outside my window, and there's Mount Hood. And for people that don't know, Mount Hood is fucking gigantic. Oh, I like the hood. <laughs> Oh, I made a joke. We went out for a, a a rich people gala one night, and it was held in an area called 
Hood River. Mm, I'm go ahead, <laughs> I was like, Kimber would actually like it out Fuck here. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a problem. Hood River is full of nothing but rich white people. Apparently, it's like a vacation area. It's like the Gatlinburg of like Washington, the way they described it. <laughs> so did you promise Honey a ride in the Cobra? She's been bugging me forever, but I've had that fan issue with it, so I couldn't take why it for more she, than a five-minute Why, trip. honey? Why would you want to do that to yourself? You know how terrifying that is? Oh, bitch, I never got over 110 coming here today. <laughs> it's I, terrifying, Ryan, with, with Raven. Don't do it in the, the Cobra. The only reason I did that was because my car sat for a while, and when your car sits... You like, have to break the law. Like, no, like you should not be doing with your car either. I'm not really getting on you because I did the same thing. You get flat spots in your tires. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed after you don't drive your car for a while, you'll get in it and it starts to shake really bad for like the first 10 My or so car minutes? My car gets driven at least once a week. Whatever. There for a while, it sat for like fucking two months. It will be driven to Danville <laughs> to your place once a week. Minimum. Until it snows. Uh, it, it, de- it depends on whether it's an ongoing and dangerous storm. I mean, do you really no, want No, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I mean, you know I've got practically racing slicks for tires. I mean, my I, car is shit when it comes to... I literally <clears throat> have tires on my car that are <laughs> race, damn near racing slicks. But they're made that way, so they're made of really soft rubber, so when it gets cold, they get really hard. And you you remember big wheels. Of course I had a big yeah, wheel. Yeah, they get hard, like, like hard plastic big wheel tires. You know how easy it was to slide in big wheels? Did you have the spin-out bar? Yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> you had to have the spin-out the bar. bar. Yeah, that would lock <laughs> the tires and shit. And, you know, the whatever they made those big wheel tires out of, the front one, they should make automotive tires out of that shit because it was indestructible. No, they should not because you'd never get any traction. That's true. Because <laughs> that's what my car tires do in the winter. They get hard because they're such a soft rubber. You, if you tried to go uphill in a big wheel, you were just... You were just at it all day. But you had to admit, though, that fucking plastic was indestructible, man. You could not destroy a big wheel. You could literally jump that thing off of a cliff. It would land, and you'd get back on it. It'd ride. I mean, those things were fucking well made. You'd bottom out a little and keep going. Yeah, they were great. That was the shit. That was the Maserati (laughs) of growing up. You had to have a big wheel. I mean, even in The Shining... He's yeah. in a big wheel. Yeah, you got to have a big wheel. And he could have, and you know that he wasn't too afraid of those two twins because he was on his big wheel. He could just do that fucking spin up bar, turn around, just fucking take off. Please. Those things would take, get Please. some speed going. You could get off the big wheel and run faster. Oh, I don't know. I mean, big wheel on carpet, on the carpet he was at, that, that, that you know, that could get some speed. They could no. get, they could get going. With that big, gigantic wheel. Get you were allowed going. to have the big wheel in your house? I had big houses. Yeah, I, I had. I grew up in so. big. I grew up in the shining. Well, I grew up in a house that was built in the 1700s and it was big. But if I had gotten on my big wheel, my parents would have told me to take that shit outside. I mean, I grew up in four or five thousand square foot homes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had maid services. We had a hot tub and a pool out back. Yeah. We had, I grew up in nice houses, but like 
but like the Karate Kid Cobra Kai series explained, mm-hmm. just because there's a nice house doesn't mean nice things are going on inside. And Daniel Russo says, oh, I always thought your life was perfect coming from that huge house in that rich neighborhood. Just because there's a nice house on the outside doesn't mean that there's nice things on the inside. And that's how it was for me. I mean, yeah, I grew up in these big, lavish homes, but by myself, in gated communities by myself, no friends. You didn't get locked in blanket chests and told you were going to die, so your father was putting you in a casket. Yeah. I don't know what's worse, my dad or your dad. I mean, okay, okay, I'll counter that. Being, uh, I'll take your locking you in a cabinet, locking (laughs) you in a trunk, and I'll raise you because I had a physical deformity that my father was ashamed of. And for all of our listeners, I was born with a physical deformity. It is not visible from the outside of my body, but it is a real physical deformity where my Achilles tendon is too short making my heel not able to touch the ground. So I'm a toe walker. I walk on my tippy toes. But because of this deformity, which is hereditary, I guess my great-grandfather was also what's known as a toe walker because of the... the it's my hereditary. cousin is the <clears throat> same way. My father was embarrassed of me walking on my toes all the time. So in front of company, in front of friends, he would always call me his little ballerina, his twinkle toes. That's mean. I know, right? My father was a son of a bitch. He did not believe that it was a physical thing and thought I was doing it on purpose. So he was trying to shame me into walking normal. So my mother took me to the doctor and the doctor diagnosed me with the deformity and says, yes, it's it's caused from hereditary problems. He says, we could do a a surgery to lengthen the Achilles tendon, but it's caused them to be flat footed. And we try to have them have mobility and we do more damage to lengthen it. And there's nothing harmful about it. That instantly disqualifies you from the military. It does. And I I lied my ass off and I wasn't. (laughs) No, no. I mean, flat foot. Yes, but also my condition. Oh, does it? Because it prevents me from running normal or walking normal. So when I went into the military, went through MEPS, they made me do the duck walk. Well, with the way my deformity is, it's almost impossible. But I did it, but it felt like my Achilles tendon was being ripped out of my heel. And it hurt so much. I was trying not to scream in pain, but I got through MEPS and I fooled them and I got into the military. I get it. I get it. I get the same feeling because um, it's not really a deformity, but I overpronate when I run, which means I run on the outsides of my feet and it puts extra stress on your Achilles tendon. Yeah, I walk. Uh, I'm a toe walker that walks stuck footed because of my deformity. So my feet are always out, which is why I can't roller skate or ski or water ski, or uh, snow ski, or roller skate, or rollerblade, because of that deformity. It keeps my feet from going forward. My feet are naturally Yeah, my like feet this. still face forward. It's just minor, minor kind of rolled in a little bit. That's why I have extremely high arches that all these fans are, are so hot for because of my sexy feet. And it's like, it's not all fun. It's because it's my feet ain't right. Now, what it did do, what it did do is my deformity actually benefited me when I was in high school because I was a sprinter. And uh, being a sprinter, you're you're constantly running on your toes. (coughs) 
it. So, <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about, you know, overpronating when I sprinted. But when it comes to distance running, it affects my endurance because my Achilles tendons will start hurting. All right. <coughs> yeah, I know. Now, boring shit nobody cares about. <coughs> you knew I was a fighter and that I fought a lot and that I was a very violent, <coughs> very uh, prone to bar fights or any kind of fights, really, for any reason, person. Now, this started in school, and you also know that I dropped out in the 10th grade because I was going to be expelled for fighting anyway. You already know all this, right? Yeah. <coughs> now, the reason... When I was going through school, what shaped me into being such a brawler and so quick to fight? Have you ever heard that uh, country song? I think it's by Johnny Cass, The Boy Named Sue. Yeah. When I was growing up, I walked on my tippy toes. I was in speech therapy for a lisp because of the word S, the worst one of the bunch to sound gay as fuck. My name was Tracy. Why? It sounds... <laughs> and my initials were TLC. So my initials are TLC. My name is Tracy. I walk on my tippy toes and I have a lisp. So basically, growing up, I had to fight a lot. And I became known because I decided, you know, when I became a brawler that I was fighting and I was starting to not be made fun of anymore because I was known to be violent and I would, <laughs> and I could fight. So they knew I was big. I could fight and I didn't appreciate being made fun of. So my tendency to fight a lot and be known for fighting offset all the reasons to bully me. And then nobody out of fear would ever bully me. So it was kind of cool. Cause I, I went through all my time in high school not being made fun of for my name or my initials or my lisp or my toes because everyone was afraid to fucking talk shit about it because they knew I was prone to heavy violence. I was the crazy kid. I was the buddy but Rydell from 3 O'Clock High that if you touched him, he would fuck you up. Didn't it, you Didn't you <clears throat> drop out for a fight you weren't even in, though? No, I was blamed for fights. I had been exppelled several times for fights I was not in. But I thought you said, yeah. I was yeah, so okay, well-known. That's known. what I was thinking. Yeah, I was so well-known for fighting in my high school that anytime a big, huge fight broke out that a lot of people were witnesses to, they all assumed it was me. Like, there was this big fight at a church, and the guy who was fighting was named, he went by Maggot in my high school. He was, uh, Maggot. yeah, he was one of the, the fucking uh, emo kids and he wore a black trench coat because I wore a black trench coat and dark black sunglasses, which I did. So he was fighting some dude at a church. I got pulled into the office and expelled for it. I was not even there. I didn't even see the fight. And my parents picked me up yelling at me. I'm like, I, I, this one I'm innocent of. I mean, I did hit a guy in my high school once so hard with a back fist that he bit half his tongue off. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Right on the baseball mound. Oh. Yeah, we were, we were having practice. He was talking shit. And I just walked up there <laughs> just spitting back fists, and he fucking bit half his tongue. Well, not really half. It was like an inch of it. It was just like the tip of his tongue he bit off. So you're talking about, you know, getting in trouble for fights you didn't get in. Yes. I was watching the news. Well, it wasn't the news. It was, uh, 
I don't know. It's one of these YouTube videos where they talk about stuff You've been that's bogarting that face. I haven't even hit it. Well, then let me hit it's it. It's still in my purse. You motherfucker. But this guy, and obviously, you know, he's Hispanic. So they all, like black people to white people, they all look the same. <clears throat> this guy's brother was this woman testified against this guy's brother. Got him put in prison. This woman ends up dead. They arrest this guy for it. The brother of the guy that she testified against. They were going to nail him to the cross for the murder just because he looked Hispanic and they completely discounted his his alibi. And the only thing that saved him was he was at a baseball game and they were filming um, a little segment. You ever seen the show Curb Your Enthusiasm? Uh, I know of it. They were filming a segment for that show in the baseball stadium and happened to pan across because he was in the same section that they were uh, filming. Yeah, I, I mean, I know about the show because I'm a big fan of Larry David, which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but, you know. But, uh, well, the only reason I brought it up because that was like getting blamed for a fight <clears throat> to the fucking extreme. <clears throat> He was going to go to prison for this yeah, shit. Yeah, but unlike him, I deserved it. I mean, yes, I was innocent of the fight I was accused of being at, that one fight. But for the most part, they were right. And I was guilty. And I was, uh, you know, I was a horrible, horribly bullied child that became a, uh, a tough child. And, you know, I just happened to have been in a family that was teaching me martial arts and had a long history with martial arts and I knew how to fight. So I was bullied and I knew how to fight bad combo. So uh, I was unleashed. You were unleashed. You know that now for all of our listeners, Raven can tell you nowadays I am so regretful of who I used to be, the person I used to be, that I am the most gentle human being ever now. I, I do everything in my power not to hurt an animal, an insect, a bug, or another person. I am so gentle with people now. I don't sound oh, gentle yeah. in my videos. Speaking of that, I need to <clears throat> pick a bone with you because of that. Okay, pick a bone with me. I'll be, you got a bone to I'll pick? be flying down the fucking highway. And a little butterfly will float out in front of me and I'll hit it. And I'll be like, son of a bitch. (laughs) But there's nothing I could do. It's like hit the butterfly at 60 miles an hour or flip the car to miss Uh, it. You know why Lexus has that tattoo, right? Which one? The world needs more butterflies. Well, I know the story. Yeah. But that story is why I feel guilty now when I hit a butterfly. So Lexus, a.k.a. my wife, has a tattoo on her shoulder blade that says the world needs more butterflies. And that was something I had said to her just in the spur of the moment because we're driving down a country road and there's nobody else on the road and I'm swerving all over the road. And she says, why are you swerving? I says, because I'm avoiding hitting the caterpillars crawling across the road. And she says, why? I said, because the world needs more butterflies. And she thought it was so meaningful that she got it tattooed on her body. It's just how I thought. And I'm smacking the butterflies <clears throat> on the interstate. 
but can you not admit that I'm an incredibly gentle person? Yes, you are. I, I try, I'm trying hard to make up for who I used to be. Well, and I mean, <clears throat> that guy that stole your purse, you could have gone, you know, you could have gone like full. Or Riley. Fatality. But or, you didn't. Or Riley. Yeah, or Riley. Well, for Riley, that would have been, oh, where is it? Oh, I had one for it and I can't find it. There it is. Double kill. <laughs> <clears throat> I try to not be who I was. And I try every day to make up for who that person is. Well, to be. and I can honestly say just in the last year or two, you've become even more chill. Well, <clears throat> I had an epiphany. I honestly had a self epiphany lately. Uh, I asked Lexus to do something for me because I had a, a epiphany. I've reached an age now, and now that's my birthday, I guess it, it makes sense. I'm almost 50 years old now. I'm 49. And I reached an epiphany that most I'm of the still things. Still making sexy look good. <laughs> I started thinking back on my life. And I started thinking that I would say 90% of the regrets that I carry with me are due to my temper. Are times I lost my temper, I regret doing so, or I did something when I lost you know, my temper. I had a horrible temper <clears throat> as a dude. And after I transitioned, after I'd been on hormones for a while, I noticed that that kind of disappeared. And as much as I don't like my ex, I actually reached out to her one time and I told her, I said, you know, I just need to apologize for how much of an asshole I was. I was like, I didn't like myself. You know, and I said, you know, I'm not looking for any sympathy or anything like that. I just said, I think I need to apologize to you. Because you bore the brunt of me hating myself. Well, I'm sure she was real appreciative. Oh, she said thank you, but I know she didn't give a shit. <laughs> well, I know that when I lose it, when I get angry and I lose it, I can, because of who I am, I was expecting I you to lose people. it when I backed into your, <clears throat> into your little uh, pillar. I'm well aware, <laughs> you know, just like a black man, a large black man is well aware if he ever raises his voice, he's going to scare people. Just that's the truth. So I'm well aware that when I lose my temper, I scare people. And I don't, if I see that they're afraid of me, it bothers me. And you, you have seen this too. I've seen you get afraid of me. And I told Lexus, I says, you know, I don't want to make anyone afraid of me. And if I get to the point where I've gotten so loud or so angry that you're starting to feel afraid of me, I said, just look at me and go, very quietly, go, temper. And I said, that will be the signal to me that I'm, I need to regain control. I'm getting too angry. Because spit will be flying out of my mouth and the whole thing. And I get so... I Clark W. Griswold. I haven't seen you like that in quite a while, though. Probably since we had our big blow up. However, when you did see me like that, it scared you. I feel bad for that. 
And I know that because of who I am and how big I am, how loud I can get and how intense I can get that I can be scary. And I don't want anyone to be as scared of me, especially somebody I care about. I definitely never want anyone I care about to be afraid of me. So I just told, you know, Alexis, if that ever happens and I ever lose control, I start getting really loud and angry to the point that it makes you feel any type of afraid. I said, just simply say softly temper and that I will know that is my cue to bring it down, that I've lost control. I've let it go too far. I need to bring myself down. Well, I, I only see you a few times a week. So generally speaking, we don't have enough time to be mad at each other, but I can see that because you're with her every day. Well, the the thing I got mad at her about was the exact same thing I lost my shit about with you. Complete neglect. Oh, okay. Do you remember the last big fight I had with Lexus? <laughs> yeah. And what it was about? Because she hadn't seen me all fucking week. She had been hanging out with you and Lisa. <clears throat> so I lost my ever-loving fucking shit. Because she was only coming home to sleep. And it wasn't with me. She was sleeping alone because she was on a different shift. But she was hanging out with her buddies all fucking week. She never even bothered coming home to see me. And you were one of the buddies. You, <laughs> it's an accessory I knew you were not aware of. So you were not <laughs> held accountable for that. But the, the same thing I lost my ever loving shit about with her was the exact same fucking thing. I, I, it was because the same thing. It's like when I feel ne- completely neglected, I throw a tantrum. <laughs> And it gets loud and it gets ugly. Don't neglect me. Do you know why I'm thinking about buying a camper? Because you want to go glamping? (laughs) I want you to go glamping. (laughs) Why? Smoke weed every day. Fucking babe is going to kill me. Because I want you to get out and do things. It's not healthy for you to just stay in here all the time. Even if I go get a campsite. Oh, my God. You know, as you're talking right now, honey, it's like, you tell her, Raven. Fucking give it to her. You know, even if it's just to get a campsite and we all sit around a fire and <coughs> lawn chairs and bullshit and get drunk and whatever. Well, you won't get drunk. I don't but, get drunk. I don't drink. But, you know... Just somewhere other than here. So you've a change of scenery for you every once in a while. Oh, my God. And uh, it's not like I would be buying it solely for that purpose. I would get a lot of use out of a camper. But part of the reason is. I know honey's cheering you on because she chews me out about the same shit. (laughs) I'm getting chewed out from a 20 something, you know. For not getting out more and not well, leave, ever honey, leaving my house. Honey Fuck. is honey is twenty something. So you know at that age she's like God <coughs> and I'm making a, re- a reference she won't even get. She's ricochet rabbit right now. Well, you know what's fucked up about getting it from honey is the bitch has nothing going on. She got nothing going on. So when she's telling me I need to get out more, it's just like fuck. Yeah. I'm being told I need to get out more from some bitch that has nothing going on. Shit, I, it's got to be bad. Fuck. Yeah, but all you got to do every time she gets on you about that is just tell her <laughs> to get rid of some fucking animals. She she hits me up and she says, hey, I'm going to be at Ravens Friday. So my response was, 
Great. I don't live at Ravens. Yeah, thanks, fucking honey. <coughs> you damn near got me in trouble. Little bitch. Because you said Friday. She thought that you meant like last night. And she's, yes. like, she's like, what the <coughs> fuck is with honey? And I was like, she's coming next Friday. And I don't know if you missed next or what. but Yeah, because she like, just says. You're I, like, I told. I will see you Friday. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? It was Friday. I know. She tells me that I'm like, I'm going to see you what today? What the fuck? So, yeah, she tells me she's going to come stay at your place. I'm like, that's fine. I don't live with Raven. And I'm like, fuck, okay, I'll make the drive. Make and then the drive you hit me up, and I know, I already know today's your birthday. And you're like, why do I have, am I going to have to come out there tomorrow? And I'm like, what? And then you finally understood that it was next Friday. <clears throat> yeah. God, she's talking about your fucking milk. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I told you this or not, because now I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, your sisters. When I was showing yeah, my sisters and I squeezed it, it did like the little <clears throat> try try stream coming yeah, out. You told me that Thursday night. We all know Thursday when we were watching the worst fucking movie ever. And yeah, I wasn't really in the right mind frame. <clears throat> the movie was so horrible because me and Raven are like, oh, we haven't seen that in years. We remember that from a kid. That was so scary. <laughs> oh, God, it was bad. Salem's Lot. Uh-huh. So bad. Look at me. Or the kid that jumps out and goes, blah. <laughs> It was awful. Or, or the fact that the vampires just walk up to people and they just instantly turn their necks to the side and let them go for it. It was so fucking bad. And we used to get freaked out when we were kids. And those motherfuckers that let them in, seriously, you deserve to be turned into a vampire and die, you dumb fuck. They show up in magical clouds of smoke with glowing yellow eyes and fangs. They're like, let me in, bro. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you fucking deserve it. You fucking deserve it. So I don't get why in that movie, in that universe, if vampires can float and create clouds, and <laughs> use mind control on people to make them do whatever they want. Why the fuck are they hiding? <clears throat> and why why the fuck aren't they just a little more subtle about when they go up to somebody's window, right? They look like no, a normal dude. And I'm like, saying if they're that powerful, why the fuck are they hiding? Why aren't they just going, I'm a fucking vampire, and you're going to be my breakfast, you little bitch, and just eat them? Uh, they did that in 50 days of night. or Oh, 30 days oh, of night. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I love that movie. They basically do that. I actually like that movie. We're vampires and you're going to be my bitch. That is one of those (laughs) shitty movies that I actually have to say, yes, it's a shitty movie, but I love it. I'll tell you why I'm okay (laughs) with the movie. First of all, I think they needed more practical effects and less CGI effects. Well, their entire face is like CGI. Yes. I think if they went more practical, it would have looked better because it looks like CGI. And that takes me out of it a little bit. Because it's obvious that they've drawn mouths on them. And just do cool makeup. But I watched a documentary about how actors who do 
practical stunts versus CGI, how it works. And they were pointing stuff out and they were so fucking right. When someone is interacting with a CGI, no matter how personal they try to make it, it will never be as personal as if that actor can look directly at that monster. And I know from watching the second Blade movie that they can do a mouth area with practical effects that looks fucking amazing. Yeah. So there's no reason why it had to look so cartoonishly bad because what I thought was that movie that you adore so much would have been an honest-to-good, badass film if they had just had the thing-level practical effects, you know? It had a thing environment... (laughs) Had a thing feel to it. I love John Carpenter's The Thing. Had a very thing feel I to it. I watched that on the plane. Fucking love that Either movie. On, I think it was on the way back. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. I can't ever trust dun, dun. that any flight that I get on, unless it's Delta, is going to have the TVs and the screen, you know, in the backs of the seats. <clears throat> so I always make sure on my way out and my way back, I have three or four movies to pick from that are saved from my movies anywhere account and one of them i picked the was thing the is thing so cool. and i totally watched it i think it was <clears throat> the way back and john carpenter did the music for it <clears throat> and the score is just brilliant dun dun yeah that's all it is dun dun but so fucking <laughs> goddamn creepy i love that movie but the 30 days of night i thought was an original concept it was based off a comic yes, book it was yeah but it was a realistic believable concept because it's a real thing where they actually do get 30 days of night. And I thought, you know, somebody learned that stupid fact and said this would be a vampire haven. And vampires would have a whole month to do it. And I thought, you know, the idea behind the movie was great. But again, great. yeah, but again, it's original. It's not something that's been done 73 times already. And it was a, it was a movie that could have been good, brought down by bad special effects. I don't think it takes that much away from it. Uh, it's very distracting to me because it's so obvious. I mean, and it's it doesn't obvious, age well. But it, you should watch it recently because you'll realize me, it doesn't age well. For me, <clears throat> like I know there's people that play video games that they want to be so immersed that the characters look like they're real. I would rather play a game where. The characters may look a little more blocky, but I have free roam to explore the story. So <clears throat> I get what they're going for there. I know it's fake, but it works for the story. <clears throat> so but, I give them a little license there. But, you know, it would have been better with good practical effects. Well, anything would be. Because it, it was, okay, here's... We, we all know what... When when special or when CGI goes bad because we got you know the Scorpion King yeah but here here is why I had a, a particular problem with CGI for that particular film because that was one of the rare vampire movies that I felt had a believable concept so I needed to have it believable and I thought that the cartoony special effects for the face made it less believable than it should have been because it was such a gritty, believable portrayal that I felt that if they had done gritty, realistic, um, real practical effects, it would have kept the mood believable. 
And I just thought that the, the cartoony CGI made it less believable than it should have been. Because well, I thought it was one of those rare, believable concepts. I really think if they <clears throat> wanted to with practical effects, they could have done the eyes. You know how they had their eyes being kind of skewed up and looking not human? But yeah, the, the big teeth and shit yeah. that they CGI'd in, they still could have like done Like right out of a Venom movie. It's like... But it's cheaper. It's cheaper to just... Instead of Bill O'Reilly, you get, fuck it, we'll do it in post-op. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, <laughs> or not pre- post-op, post, post-production. And, and the problem is, if I, I want to get immersed in a movie, and I can, I can usually... Now, there's some really good CGI out there that I can't tell. That I watch, like, making of videos, I'm like, oh, that wasn't real? That was amazing. But there are a lot of times I can completely tell was CGI. I mean, even in an action movie, when they get knocked out of the car and the, the guy that's going to fly is obviously looking like he's out of a fucking Sony PlayStation. <laughs> and it just takes me out of the movie and it angers me because of that, because it doesn't... See, but what about movies that have to be CGI because technically, like, a lot of the shit they're doing doesn't exist yet? There have been some rare movies where CGI is the point. Where because of that, it worked for me. Because I was going in expecting everything to be CGI because they told me, they said, that's the whole point. Like, Ready Player One. Or okay, cause uh, I, Free Guy. I was going to bring up, have you seen Live, Die, Repeat? No. It's a Tom Cruise movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, where, yeah. It's the one where every time loop. he dies, yeah. he starts back. That's probably 90% CGI. <clears throat> But because it's so futuristic, it works for me. I don't know because I can the the fucking new xenomorph CGI doesn't do it for me. Doesn't look even in the same league as the first two movies. The fucking monster. Oh no! I mean, if you saw the new Danny McBride one, with Danny McBride's in it. They can't get the spit right, and it. It looks like a cartoon of a xenomorph. It doesn't look like it's real. It doesn't look like it's there and threatening. Well, like I was saying with the spit, there's a certain, and I've noticed it, there's a like a sheen to the KY jelly or whatever they use for the spit. That and you don't get that they're not recreating correctly with the CGI. But because in the very first film and in the, the close-ups for the second film, they used a real genuine giant in the suit. He was oh, seven yeah. foot something. So they have those shots where it's all curled up. I've seen how and, hard it is for them to move in and, it. And it stands up in front of a real person and it's dripping with the goo. Mm-hmm. And the guy is slowly looking up at this thing. And we get this. It's right there. It's in front of this guy. And it's fucking massive and there's no cgi that can capture that feeling of dread when this thing is physically rising up and standing up and it's just huge especially considering and i can't remember which movie this was exactly but um they didn't allow the cast to see the monster until it was in front of them which you would never get with CGI, that actual real, you know, response to what they're seeing. And and what I, I don't like most about CGI is that everyone believes it's reached 
a great level, but I don't believe it, and I'll tell you why. If it was truly capable of doing what practical effects are capable of doing, go ahead, recreate aliens, uh, aliens, the second one with the queen. Show me the fucking queen in CGI. <laughs> yeah. Look that goddamn good. That was believable. That was amazing. The you're, queen from fucking Aliens. You're going to make that me go was, home and watch that. Tonight. I mean, that was really fucking there. You knew it was really fucking there. You knew it was really that fucking big. And it was something real. Well, it, And no CGI is going to capture something that amazing on screen. That yeah. was just... That was mind-blowing when you saw that for the first time. Because that was... Well, it looks so fucking real. When she fights the... Uh, um, the power loader. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, and, and then they have those fucking mech suits in the Matrix movies, which are all CGI and an avatar. Yeah. And it doesn't look like the power loader. The power loader, you knew it was a real fucking power loader. It looks utilitarian. You it know, they had to build that fucking shit. Yeah. They built a real fucking power loader for this fucking scene, and that's fucking amazing. And those were the days where they made you believe it was real because it was. And now they put in these fucking mech suits and it looks like actors running around in a green screen mech suit in Avatar is so obviously not there. Mm -hmm. But you look at the power loader and you're like, holy motherfucker, they built a fucking power loader. They really built that fucking thing. I, I saw a YouTube video once where some guys 85% recreated it. Your dog is making all kinds of noise down and there. He's not on that bone. Loving that bone. Can he do it on? There he goes. Now, what a good boy. He pulled <laughs> it up on the blanket. <laughs> but yeah, they built it like 85%. They weren't able to make it walk, but they were able to <clears throat> put it on like a skid loader base. So it was on like tracks. But the whole arms and everything, yeah, it, everything it just, that all worked. It was an amazing, it was so believable and it was moved so well that it just made me believe that could be a real thing. But if you saw that done in CGI. I still it, love it. It made an impact on me. At yeah, it wouldn't eight have the same old. effect in CGI. It just, I mean, when that thing is face to face with her in the power loader. Oh, it's and the fucking mouth real, yeah. coming out. And it's a fucking real thing. <laughs> they built everything you see on screens really there. And it's just this amazing experience that you cannot capture with CGI vomit. See, I was I was watching the new Jurassic movie last night. Oh my god! And that's just for shits and giggles. I I was not expecting anything, and yes, it was a fucking CGI puke fest. And you know the original Jurassic Park, that fucking T Rex was real, and you knew it was fucking the real. The whole the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just thinking this is made. For fucking seven-year-old children. Yes. Like the Transformers movies. Yeah, because, you know, I'm like picturing in my head as I'm watching this, like I'm in a theater. Seven-year-olds and Justin. And little kids, you know, going, (laughs) Little kids and Justin. Yeah, he beat them. And it's like, (laughs) A bunch of little kids in the theater with Justin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You see, he'll watch all the Transformers movies and all the Jurassic Park movies. Yay! Dang it! Yay! Big robot turning the car. 
See, Justin's like one of those toy kids that that never fully grew up, still likes his Legos. But because of this, he's devoted to these horrible Transformer movies. And he knows they're horrible, but he's sucked in. And now he's committed. And he can't stop at this point. But I, I can't give him too much shit for that. Because at least in one movie um, franchise, I uh, I kind of did the same thing. It was aliens. Oh yeah, I own every single fucking alien movie all the way through the Prometheus after, ones. After two, they get progressively yes, worse. They do. <laughs> they get pretty bad. But I still own them. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Now, you know... The prison one wasn't horrible, but after that, it's just... I wanted to talk to you about movies, though. Movies that you're very familiar with. And I was thinking about the Mad Max movies. Now, I know that you got a problem with Fury Road. I liked it. No, no. What I will give Fury Road, because I did watch a documentary about that. Yeah, it's all real. All the cars really run. They did a lot of practical stunts and effects. Even that fucking flame guitar was a real thing. Yes. (laughs) Okay, but your point. Now, I was thinking about the movies. And I know you're a big fan, so I want to tell you my opinions on the films. I I know your opinions on the films. (laughs) I think the first one sucks donkey balls. and I knew that was coming. But it introduces a cool concept. But as soon as they introduce the concept, the movie's basically over. Because as soon as it gets the car, it's like... Yeah, but you also I mean, it's a motorcycle game. What are they going to do, right? You got to consider they made the first one on a shoestring budget. But I mean, the whole movie, except for the uh, the last 10 minutes, is garbage. The whole movie can be scrapped. Just show me the last 10 minutes of the first Mad Max movie. I'm good. Great. The last 10 minutes look great. As soon as he gets the car, good movie. Everything, the hour before that, get rid of it. It's bad. It's horrible. All right. Now, be honest. My, my, I know you're a fan, but would you concur? I would agree the first one isn't as that good as the second one. Until he gets the car, it's garbage. Oh, no. It, it, it's garbage. When it really becomes Mad Max is when, when he gets the fucking car. When he's got the car guy in handcuffs and he says, uh, these, these handcuffs yes, yes, are... Yes, I know. Yeah, he gives him the hats. Uh, yeah, I got it. Fuck you. <clears throat> okay. So you're the only one that's able... So Fuck now off. I will tell you my opinion of Road I, Warrior. I don't want to hear it now. Because I know Road Warrior is one of your favorite movies. Just walk away. Nobody has... To die, just walk away. I know Road Warrior is one of your favorite films of all times. And I will tell you, <laughs> just says, fuck you, Kimber. And, I will, and now your dog is bitching. Yeah, I will tell you what I think about the Road Warrior. I think it's almost flawless. I think it's an amazing film. I think it's an amazing ride. I think it's the most Mad Maxy Mad Max movie ever made. I think it was the one movie that personifies a character and tells everybody who this fucking guy is. And Road Warrior is what made people... I think that there was... It just happened to be a movie before Road Warrior, but it was Road Warrior that made everyone oh, actually I love mean, I'm Mad sure, Max. I'm sure I saw the Road Warrior <clears throat> before I saw Mad Max. Yeah, I mean, the Road Warrior is what made Mad Max Mad Max because... <laughs> He was just an infant in the first one in his infant stages. Okay, so Road Warrior, flawless. 
Now let's go to Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hello, raggedy man. <laughs> okay. I will admit, though, she looks sexy as fuck in oh, that she, movie. I love those earrings. <laughs> I love those right? I'm sure you did. Right, I love those earrings. But anyway, I, I was thinking to myself, because I was watching it the other day, I was like, I need some of those earrings. I wonder if I can find that shit. I need some of those earrings. So anyway, <clears throat> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. We'll just get you some hula hoops. We'll spray so, paint Raven, them gold. Who runs Barter Town? <laughs> Are you being serious? <laughs> who runs Barter Town? What? Who runs Barter Town? Oh fuck! She does. Master Blaster runs Barter Town. Oh no, that she didn't think so. <laughs> who runs Barter Town? She made him. Say she ran Barter. Disarm. And she made him put it on on the microphone. Oh, no. You're right. You're right. See, I hit it, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're right. She He did it to her. Yes. Who <laughs> runs Barter Town? Master Blaster runs Barter Town. <clears throat> no, she goes, Master Blaster, Master Blaster, what? Yeah. And then she says... <clears throat> Now, here's what I think about Beyond Thunderdome. I like the movie, except I will tell you the part that I want to cut out, get rid of to make a better movie. The fucking little kid. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) Take that entire plot out. Yeah. It wouldn't affect the movie at all. Just cut the whole kids out in the desert out, get rid of them, make them go away. And then great movie. Great movie. I, I, it's like a different film. It's it like is. a Disney Lord of the Flies in there it for is. no reason. It's it's like they were like it doesn't even fit. I don't know what they were trying to appeal to in the eighties that they had to stick that in, but they did. Yeah, I just and that's kind of <clears throat> where I lose interest in the third one. Just Thank about you. Every time, at least I can talk to a Mad Max fan and get on <laughs> common base here. So uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed the third movie. Until the fucking kids showed up. And then just the way they talk annoyed me. I couldn't stand Yes. It. Couldn't fucking stand any any minute those kids were on remade screen. remade retard English. Yeah, I don't want to see the kids on screen. I hated every minute they were on fucking screen. Ruined every fucking minute they were on screen for me. And every other part that they weren't in, I liked. So I'm like, just get rid of them. Be a great movie. So, okay, in conclusion, first movie, <laughs> last 15 minutes or so, after he gets the car, but, it's okay. But you can you can fast forward to when he gets the car, and then you're good. You've watched all but, you need to no, see. No, 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 no. You got to give the bikers their props in the first one. They For, were some fucking weirdos. Yeah, and they were real tough. Once he gets a car, he just, he's just, he's, it's a car versus motorcycles. You know, you know they were really bikers. Okay. You know how they paid them to be in the movie? Keep in mind they're bikers. How? They paid them in beer. Okay. (laughs) It's a good quality movie. That makes sense. Such a good quality movie. I'm just saying, watch the last 15 minutes, folks. Don't watch Mad Max, the whole movie. Just don't. Don't do that to yourself. 
It is boring as fuck. Unless you're wanting to get into the lore, then you have to watch it in order to no, know it. No, you don't because... Yes, you do. You, none of that lore has anything to do with the other movies. None of it. it because he will recap sure. what's important. And the bitch, nuclear war doesn't happen bitch, at this point. That is a character piece. <laughs> First of all, the, the big... Admit it. The apocalypse hasn't admit happened it. in Mad Max. It's a character piece. And what people need to understand when she they watch... admit it. It's not. Yes, it is. It's not. A character piece is boring nothing. The apocalypse hasn't even happened in Mad oh, Max. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not a Mad Max movie. It's not even set in the apocalypse. It only matters it's set if, in like Vermont. if you think so. <laughs> it's a fucking character piece. It's set in Australia's Vermont. <laughs> it's not even in the apocalypse. He's just in some far, fucking farm. <laughs> He's upstate fucking New York. It's not the apocalypse. I'm just saying that people go into Mad Max going, oh, this is the original. And they're thinking they're going to watch an apocalypse movie. No, it hasn't happened yet. In fact, the reason you can skip that entire movie is because Road Warrior happens after the apocalypse and he tells you how it happened. So you can literally skip the whole first movie because they flash no. back to it. They no. fucking flash back to it. They so you flash can skip back it. like twice. They show the little kid getting hit and they show him blasting through the van. Just like you can watch Army of Darkness without watching Evil Dead 2 because it fucking tells you everything you need to know at the very beginning. It's like, okay, Ash is in the past well, and this is why. they have to do that for people who haven't seen the first one. I'm just saying the first one's garbage. It's not garbage. It's Last not as good, minutes. but it's not garbage. And, and, you know, get rid of the fucking kids. From yes, I agree with that. Fuck those kids. Fuck those kids. They ruined the whole fucking movie. Fuck them. I, I hope they're all dead now. No, I don't. You got 15 seconds to take us out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I love you guys. Hope we entertained you. Peace. Bye, guys. Hi, guys. I have some fun on here. Anyway, I'm going to suck your fucking dick. <laughs>